Welcome to Creating Synergy, where we explore what it takes to transform. We are powered by Synergy IQ. Our mission is to help leaders create world-class businesses where people are safe, valued, inspired, and fulfilled. We can only do this with our amazing community. So thank you for listening. Hey there, Synergizers. Welcome back to another episode of the Creating Synergy podcast. My name is Daniel Franco, your host. And on today's episode, we welcome a man who I think it's safe to say that I have a little bit of a man crush on. His name's Bruce Jitte. Bruce is currently Director of Football at Adelaide United, a club where, as a player, he won all domestic trophies, including the Premiership and Championship double in 2016. And he currently tops the list as Adelaide United's record all-time goal scorer. Bruce has also represented Australia as a Socceroo and Ollie and has played football around the world for clubs in several countries, including Turkey, China, South Korea, and Indonesia. Bruce spent over four years on the Executive and Governance Committee of the Professional Footballers Australia, PFA, which is the Australian Players Union that represents all the Australian professional footballers, including the Socceroos and Matildas. He is currently a board member of the Women On Site, whose goal it is to increase women's opportunities in football and women in football. Bruce is also an ambassador for All Together Now, Australia's only national charity with the sole focus of erasing racism, and the Little Heroes Foundation, a South Australian charity that supports seriously ill children and their families, as, as well as many other various charities. As a businessman, Bruce stems from an accounting background working in firms named PKF Adelaide and Fox Sports Australia before returning to his beloved Reds in 2019 as Adelaide United's Director of Football. This was a fantastic podcast where we actually didn't speak too much about football, but more on his journey and how he ended up leading a professional sports club through a pandemic. We also talked about his views on the Black Lives Matter and how he manages his work, his family and life during his hectic schedule. I absolutely love his nothing is too hard attitude and I know that you'll enjoy this episode as much as I did. Enjoy. So welcome back to the Creating Synergy podcast. My name is Daniel Franco, your host, and today we have the great man, Bruce Jiday. (laughs) Welcome, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You are a, a pretty well-known human being in the in the industry of sport and also business now, which is uh, you've got an illustrious career with uh, Adelaide United and also travelling all around the world to play uh, play the beautiful game of football. Yep. Can you give me a little bit of all the people who may not know you who are listening to the podcast? Uh, can you give us a little bit of background about your career and, and and where you've come from and and to where you are today? Yeah, just a quick rundown I'll try and make a brief um born in the states um moved to Sydney when I was two and a half three years old uh whole family yeah uh, moved so all my schooling and everything in 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 Sydney um moved to the AIS uh, the Australian Institute of Sport in Canberra uh, when I was about 17 18 years old um from when I was eight uh, I said, you know, I want to be a you professional be, footballer. Yeah. That's all I wanted to to do. Um, from the AIS, I came to Adelaide. Adelaide United was yep. my my first professional club. Um, came to Adelaide United. Was here for about a year, year and a half. Transferred to Turkey. Played there for a few years. 
Um, played on the Gold Coast for a year. Uh, Clive Palmer had a team there. I was interesting um, <laughs> and very <laughs> enjoyable. Um, then I went to China. Went to China. The A League had moved its season, the uh, start okay, date. Yeah, yeah. So it still finished in February, March, but the start moved from August out to October. Um, so in that period between March and October, uh, lived and played in China. Um, came back to Adelaide United after that. Uh, stayed about five, six years. Um, won a few, few won flags. a few trophies. Yeah. yeah, the championship, premiership, double. Yeah. Uh, that was probably the all-time high in terms of uh, career highlights uh, for me at a club level. Um, Not to mention you were a leading goal scorer. Scored a few goals. <laughs> I put that down to more my longevity than uh, you know my clinical finishing. Experience. But um, <laughs> um, moved to Korea then uh, for a couple of years, then Indonesia in 2018, and came back to Adelaide uh, last year. So um, got into this uh, football director role. So yeah, good career, long career. Yeah. I retired on my own terms. You know, I was interested in other 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 aspects of of, of life after. You know, playing professional football for thirteen odd years, um, and I'm enjoying it, and don't even miss playing, which is yeah, strange. <laughs> well, you've got new interests now, don't new you? Interest, yeah. You transitioned into a new role. I'm really interested in your your family. I know you're quite private, I guess, in in regards to the family. I don't want to go into all the detail, but uh, I have a young family as well myself, so I'm always interested about people who are at the top of their game, achieving. You've moved around a lot. Mm. When did like how how old are you? You've got a couple of kids. Two kids. Two yeah, children. Five year old and five. a soon to be four year old. Four year old. Well One done. So, well, there you go. Excellent. Happy birthday. Mm. So, I'm really interested in that travel, traveling with family. Um, you know what that does. How you manage work, play, and relationships, and all that in the above. Have you got any sort of secrets to? No to, secrets. To, I mean, when. The, a big reason why I wanted to move to Korea was to give the kids the opportunity to live in another country. Um, you I got girls, boys. One, uh, one girl. Eldest is boy and youngest, youngest is girl. girl. Um, so that's perfect for us. Yeah. We're not having Pigeon any pair. more or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, look, one of the big reasons we went to Korea was to give the kids that global sort of uh, perspective. Um, obviously they're very young yeah. and you think they don't pick anything up, but it does they, have an impact. Do, yeah. Um, my family's very global. You know, my brothers live in New York, you know, um, parents in Africa, cousins in Africa, um, cousins in France, you know, yeah, so wow. we're, we're all over the place, um, which is good. It's, it's interesting. It means Christmas can always be on a different continent. Yeah, really, that's fantastic. You know, so for the kids, it's good. They're, they're well-traveled. Um, but living in Korea for a couple of years, my son was two, so um, it was more impactful for for him. My daughter uh, was four months when when they moved, yeah. so then gone from there to Indonesia. And a big reason I didn't want to come back to Australia was to continue um, with the global sort of experience, both for myself, but but also for the kids as well. Yeah. Um, and my son went to kindy in Indonesia. It was like an international school. Yeah. Um, went half a day every day uh, when he was three years old at that time, um, and yeah, it was it was really interesting, you know, coming back to to Australia and he picked up on 
on a lot of differences. Yeah. You know, um, he thought here they just played at childcare and, yeah. and early learning. Where in Indonesia we did real work. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's very a, much rote learning there. Yeah. You know, you, you're learning your alphabet, you're learning how to write at, at a very young age. And, you know, you bring an A4 page of homework home, yeah. you know, a couple of times a week. Uh, whereas here it's learn through play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different. <laughs> so I'm trying to explain a, a to him, like, yeah, you're still learning, but it's, it's, it's you different. You need to yeah. think outside the broader scope. Exactly. There. So. That was interesting, you know. He'd, he'd hear um, music in Woolworths car parks and think it was the call to prayer <laughs> from you know, being in Indonesia yeah, when the mosques, uh, yeah. you know, are going off five times a day. So explaining that to him was was really cool. Um, my daughter remembers Indonesia; she doesn't remember Korea, um, but she loves noodles and stuff. Yeah. And you know, that's come from, from, her, <laughs> from her upbringing. upbringing. And, yeah. and you know, just the, the different so diets. So proper noodles, and, not the... Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Proper, proper noodles, not the magic noodles, <laughs> yeah. you know. The ones that my kids <laughs> yeah. love. They've grown up on the Aussie noodles. So, and. yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting and it's good. And, and you know, then you can show them the globe or the world. And, yeah, you know, we've been, been here. here. Yeah, that's where my family live. That's and right. Such and, such live and. and to be fair, Adelaide's a fantastic place also. We've got, um, obviously, the, the alliance with the French in the shipbuilding. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and the defence group. contracts. Yeah. Um, and there's a school here that my son goes to where they do, he's, he's in the French program. Oh, cool. So they do French four days a week, like whole days in yeah, French, wow. not like four French classes. Oh, wow. Whole days in French, you're, math, science. you were multilingual, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, French was my first language. First language, yeah. and you speak English. No, French You speak English, yeah, it's but, good, good, yeah, good start. Good <laughs> but um, look, my uh, Turkish was really good yeah. after a few years there. Yeah. I, I can still... Uh, I wouldn't say I could hold a conversation anymore. I, okay. I was conversational when you by were, the time yeah. I left uh, Turkey. Now I can have a very basic conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, language is obviously important. Um, my Chinese was okay uh, during my time there, but I did Mandarin at, at school for yeah, a okay. period as well, which helped. Um, so yeah, I think you know having that global perspective and the ability to speak at least two languages, I think for me is very important. Absolutely. So you now moved. You've come back to Adelaide and you've moved into the director of football role uh, in a world where everything's kind of turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Being new to the role, how have you found that? How have you? Yeah, how, I'm interested uh, in your. One of the key <coughs> concerns I had prior to deciding to retire was, you know, what'll keep me on my toes? You know, what's really going to get me going? Am I going to work on three-year projects and then, you know, they don't come off and you've wasted three years or, you know. um, This role certainly gets you going. (laughs) You know, there's always something going on every day. Um, Maybe not every day, but four out of five days a week, something's happening. You know, it's a a seven-day-a-week job. You know, there's games on the weekend or... You're traveling on the weekends. There's 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 always something happening. Um, add COVID. Um, yeah, it's been a <laughs> very entertaining year. <laughs> you know, a lot of tough discussions. Obviously, in in recent months, um, even now financially, the the impact's been severe on on the club and sport industry as as a whole. Exactly. I think through my experiences has held me in good stead 
Yeah. You know, it's easy to read a balance sheet, spreadsheet, it's easy to know what the cash flow is going to be. That's all basic stuff. That's 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 easy. It's the gut-wrenching um, stuff that comes out of it. It's the it? relationship <laughs> management. It's the yeah. ability to deal with a crisis that um, makes it challenging. Where I am fortunate is that I've had a lot of experiences. So I've been a player. I was on the board of the Players' Union um, for over four years and the governance committee there. I was, um, you know, worked at Fox Sports for a period, so I know how the media interpret and yeah. try to interpret things at different times. You know, I'm now in this role with my club hat on, um, so I know what you know the club perspective is um, and and the, the, the dire circumstances, the financials, and all the rest. I can see all different angles. So when I'm speaking to players, I can also put myself in the player's shoes. Um, When they're talking about transfers or loans or opportunities or So you know the emotions that they go through. Exactly. So that helps me exactly understand what they're going through as opposed to someone who's, I don't know, academically very switched on, never kicked the ball in their life and is trying to navigate players and coaches and you know medical staff families there's only so much you can you can understand um you know i've been a foreigner in countries before so i know how difficult it must be for mm. the foreigners during covid they're away from their immediate family maybe their kids and stuff are here but their parents and that aren't their cousins aren't you know their, their brothers and sisters aren't you know, my brothers live in New York. I know what it's yeah, like when yeah. your family's not here. I got no. So realistically, this role is is built. For it just well, it, it just it helps. Works. It just it just it just helps. Don't get me wrong. I've probably burned a lot of relationship capital during the last six months yeah. because I'm the bearer of bad news nine times out of ten. Yeah, but um, but that's not a result of your character. That's no, a, no, no. It's and a result of the requirements that, as well. Yeah. And in the end, you just got to be honest with people yeah you know you know i think integrity and and ethical standards are are key to any role and as long as you're honest and i've got no problem being honest asking yeah (laughs) let's ask the players but um you know i'll just i'll just tell them how it is and and sometimes it's good news sometimes Sometimes it's bad news bad news those those tough uh, relations yeah those tough conversations i should say how do you prepare for them because they are that's the gut-wrenching stuff we're talking about (laughs) when when you're going through the time of COVID and you're uh, offlaying people contracts are being ended I always I always always love the challenge yeah and in this role I've had more difficult conversations than ever you know right so even pre-COVID um but when I was having those days of meetings I'd always wake up and be like you know, this is going to be really challenging. This is good. This yeah. is good. This is experience that you need absolutely to make the next steps or or, or whatever. And it's a good experience to have. Um, you know, the, the 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 discussion and the outcome or or the news that is going to be delivered might be negative, but you've got to have the capability to do that. Yeah. You know, you can't shy away from from these things. You know, this is what leadership is about. It's not about being liked. It's or doing people favors or, you know, just cotton wooling people. Yeah. It's just about leadership, right? And that doesn't mean you're some psycho fist no. bashing the table type tyrant. It just means you've just 
got to tell people the truth, be empathetic, but also, you know, give them an understanding as to why that decision's been made. And if you can go to bed saying that, honestly, or just honest. Yeah. They might be angry for a month or two, but they'll come around. Yeah. I'm very comfortable doing that as opposed to, you know, telling the semi-truth and that come back to bite you in a couple of months' yeah, time. Absolutely. I'm not going to do that. No. Never, right? There's no point in saying everything will be okay yeah. only for just a tell week. Them. Yeah. I always say, just, just tell them. Yeah. And as a player, I know that's what they want to know. Yeah. You know, don't coach, don't tell me that I'm doing really great and never pick me. Yeah. Just tell me that I'm crap and you don't want me. Yeah. And then I'll go somewhere else. Feedback. But then at least I know it's the feedback. <laughs> So that that is a, a, a really important point. I I play a little bit of sport uh, in my junior career at some high high levels. Uh, I attribute that to I guess my mindset uh, and my constant um, desire for feedback mm. uh, in how to improve. I'm constantly mm. asking everyone mm. I work with, you know, Gabriella, Michelle, people who work with me on a daily basis, mm. what do I what can I do? What, what, how do I get better? Do you believe, and, I, and I'm going back to my children, I really want them to get into team sports and all that yep. sort of stuff. Do you believe that sport has really allowed you to flourish in your business career in the sense that you are able to set goals, you know, and, and you know, we want to win the cup, right? So setting goals as a team, you're working with a whole bunch of different characters. You're going through really high emotions and really low emotions throughout the season. The constant feedback you get every single week after every game. Do you believe that that has allowed you to flourish as a, as a businessman? Uh, definitely. Yeah. And there are so many lessons in sport that are so critical to the building of the individual. You know, it's not just win-lose or yeah. played good, played poorly. You know, it's all those other lessons that come along with sport. And I think that's why sports people make great speakers, mm. you know, keynotes about leadership or, or, or resilience and, and overcoming hurdles and challenges you know i always i always believe that you know sport and politics are the two fields that are the most publicly scrutinized yeah right and feedback is constant mm. so that voice in your head is constant if you can control that voice in your head you're you're setting yourself up for some pretty good times yeah throughout life you know it's at training everything you do you that you're getting feedback from teammates or from coaches and from that voice in your head. Yeah. Right? Good pass, bad pass. Needed to be a bit stronger that pass. Should have switched. Should have done that instead. Yeah. Should I have shot? No, my decision mate. It's constant. Constant. Agreed. And it's like talking to yourself 24-7, a thousand times a second. You know, it's and then you get to the game on the weekend, you times that by a hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got your teammates, you got Tens of thousands of people in the stands. You got your coach. You got halftime. You got throw-ins. <laughs> any break in 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 the game. You know it's constant. What should we do? What do we need to do? We're losing. We're winning. How do we hold on to the lead? You know, should I have shot then the corner? Does it need to go back post, near post? How do I defend here? Yeah, it's constant. Yeah. You know, it's really high engagement levels, right? So, and th and there's no hiding. You can't yeah, hide in the public. You're in the public eye 24-7. You make a bad pass, 
20,000 people going to make yeah, you know. Yeah, it's in the newspapers pass. the next day. Yeah, you played poorly, the journalists are going to decry your lack of ability, you know. Yeah. Also works on the flip side when things are going well. Yeah, you're People make it sound like yeah. you're, you're the best thing since sliced bread, yeah. right? So um, the ability to deal with the ups and downs and the scrutiny really help you and hold you in good stead when it comes to work. Like for me, when I was studying, it's it's just something that's built in your bones. You've got to do it the best. You've got to be the yeah. best, you know. If 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 you get a certain mark, you're always like, why can't I get two or three marks? <laughs> you know, um, when you're working, like in, in, in my role now, it doesn't matter how difficult the circumstances are, I'm still doing my best. I'm still yeah. I'm still trying to get to that next level, you know. Um and what, there's what? no there's no there's no sort of laziness there's no complacency it doesn't exist in my mindset in you know mindset. i've got friends that within their company maybe there's a resignation or an opportunity pops up to to move from whatever level they are to move up they don't want to do it mm. i can't understand that yeah I, like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't work my 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 i'm just not built like yeah. that um, I'm like, why wouldn't you want to do it? They're like, oh, that person. Yeah. I work like 10 hour days every day, responsibility. Like, I'm just happy in doing what I'm doing. And I'm like, what? Challenge don't accepted want... almost. You, yeah, yeah, don't you want to go to that yeah. next level? Um, that's sort of my mindset. Um, but it's a real entrepreneur's mindset. And I guess for you, an entrepreneur, the way you sort of you lead your business, I guess, Adelaide United, the... I'm really interested in that mindset. I have the same thing. I, I guess for me, it's always like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't you want to yeah, be the best at your game? Like it doesn't make sense why you would settle for anything less. I'm really interested in what you said about controlling that voice in your head. Mm. What are some of your tips, I guess? Mm. Do, you, uh, do you meditate? Do you read? Do you journal? What, do you, are there any tips that you can provide to uh, for those who are in that i guess playing at the top of their game and need to silence well, not silence but need to uh gain some control mm. over that voice i think in uh i was about 24 25 someone sent me uh silencing the mind sort of um it's like a mini video yeah. you know and they were saying how important it was for tennis players to silence their mind yep and they say when you're in the zone, the zone, you don't hear that voice in your head. Mm. You know, the basketballer that's hitting three pointers, ten in a row. You're very present. He's not thinking like, okay, I need this might I need I need to do this. The rings over there, defenders there. They're not analyzing the situation. They're just in the zone. Yeah. It's automatic. You know, in tennis they say, um, how many players have had match point, double fault lose that game, end up losing the match, you know. Why do tennis players double fault? They serve 10,000 times a yeah, week. The voice that in goes the in. Yeah, there's that voice. It's that voice in the head gets negative. Okay, just push the serve a bit here. Go for the ace, you know. Um, I've got to come Play back. it safe yeah. and then, you know, make sure you get the re return. Whatever, yeah. whatever it might yeah. be telling you, start to overthink things. Correct. Same in football. You know, if you're not scoring goals, the goal feels a bit smaller, the goalkeeper looks a bit larger and you're like, oh, I really need to push it to the real corner, might hit the post and go out, you know, whereas if you're just in the zone, you might miss kick the ball that yeah. goes in, <laughs> Yeah. right? So controlling the voice in your head 
is extremely important. I'm not a guy for journals or meditating or anything. I'm very self-aware. Yeah. So I'm well aware with what I'm doing at all times. Mm. So is that if just... I'm about to be rude to someone, I consciously know that that's what is about to occur and the reaction's not going to be positive. Yeah. Um, if, if, um, if I'm stressed or angry about something, I'm very calm at all times. I can be very angry. I never yell. That's something my kids always say. Yeah, you never like, yell. Dad, you never yell. I'm like, I don't need to yell. Yeah. I can be angry without yelling. Yeah. You, know, you would have played around you, a few Italians you guys, in your life. Yeah. That's all we do. I go to dinner <laughs> and they just yell. I go to the Marconi Club in Sydney and everyone's yelling, you know. But um, but look, I think that, you know, yeah. I understand. I know who I am. Yeah. And I've got real it's, does that good self-realization. Like sometimes self- I'll say... You know what? I'm going to buy that person a mirror for their house because yeah. they never look intrinsically to see yeah, what's going on. So I always look intrinsically first. I always blame myself first. Um, and because I'm not self-conscious, I'm very comfortable to do that. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It also gives me the ability to go and speak to anyone about anything yeah. because I know that everyone has their demons or everyone yeah. has their uh, they're self-conscious about something or they don't like something about themselves and I don't see anyone as superior, you know, everyone's human. So that gives me the comfort to be like, no, I was wrong there. Probably shouldn't have done that. We've got your ego in check, really, don't you? you I don't you, have an ego. That, think, that, that's the thing. I you, think you just got to be, you've you got to be aware. I know when I've played well. I know when I've made a good deal. I know when I've yeah. played poorly. I'm just, I'm just self-aware. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't. It, and that's, that's doesn't surprise me a great deal because the way society sort of uh, is is moving but it does limit people's ability to really excel in in the field that they're in do you attribute that to the i guess the routines and habits that you've built over your career there's that constant repetition and that constant feedback that it's built you to a point where you are so self-aware, like you said. Think, uh, I think it's. I think everyone's different, and everyone's very complicated yeah. within their own minds. As mental health will, will, will yeah, statistics absolutely. will tell you. But there's a lot of players who, you know, they'll play a poor pass and blame their teammate for being in the wrong spot. You mm. know, there's a lot of sports people that aren't self-aware when mm. it comes to their, their sport performance. I don't think it's attributable to sport. I just think it's my makeup yeah. you know and some people like that some people aren't um it's something that probably could be taught to a degree but you need to be genuinely um inward looking i i think Absolutely. and and understand when you don't know know things as well like i meet a lot of people especially in a game that's as opinionated as football whether this player is good, this player is no good, this player is great, this player will be great, this player won't be any good. It's like, really, no one knows. There's, of course, there's a top class player where you're like, Ronaldo is really good. Yeah. Messi's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, my son will tell you that. Yeah. You know, but there's a massive band of players where a lot of people say they're great, they never make it. You know, a lot of people say, you know, little Johnny's no good and he ends up being a superstar. So, you know, there's a there's there's a lot of opinions, and I think you just need to. I'm I'm not a jack of all trades. I've got a certain skill set, 
and I'm happy to delegate um, decision makes, for example, goalkeeping. Yeah. I was never a goalkeeper. No. And I really believe in uh, 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 context knowledge, like living it, doing it. Yeah. It's a understanding lonely, it's a lonely it. position. Isn't it? I'm not too interested in content knowledge. Yeah. Anyone can read a book and memorize yeah. it and regurgitate it, you know. You know, you, 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 it's you, just lived experience. You, it's lived it? experience. You could be the ducks of your school, go to the best private school in the world and get the best marks in, you know, Middle East policy, you know. You've never been in the Middle East. You don't speak Arabic. You're not Arab. Yeah. I'm not interested in you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to have a mix. I don't say content is not important and the reading of the books and and – you know, academics isn't important. Yes, it's important, but it's half, less than it's half. It's a lived experience. It's a lived experience that, that, that makes a difference, right? So uh, when it comes to goalkeepers, I always defer to our goalkeeping coach, Eugene Galekovic, because I might say, that's a great save. And he's like, yeah, but technically, you know, his footwork was, I'm like, geez, I didn't even look at his feet. Yeah, he saved well, the ball. <laughs> that's it. I just saw the save. So I, un- again, I know yeah. within myself that I'm not an expert on this. Yeah. Let me speak to the expert and tell me what he says. You know. So how important is building the right team around you then? Exceptionally important. Mm. You'll see through COVID. Yeah. Perfect <clears throat> example. Yeah. You know, Stephen Marshall's done a fantastic job here. Not because you're he's, getting, he's you're not saying that because you're getting you're trying to get they're trying to poach you at the moment. <laughs> no, <right? laughs> no. But it's it's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Not because an epidemiologist. Yeah, he has done well. He does. Nicholas Spuria well. is is obviously very good at what she does. She's obviously got a very good team yeah. that's executing what needs to be executed. You know, the police commissioner, Grant Stevens doing a fantastic job there. Yeah. You can look at other jurisdictions yeah. that aren't doing as well. And of course, it's always the head person or the person at the top of the tree who has to fall on their sword because ultimately it's their responsibility. Yeah. But it's not because that individual didn't make a specific decision and it's all their fault, Yeah. but that individual has the capacity to build their team, you know? So yeah. it's in, in football, it's not the coach's fault all the time. But the coach always takes the ultimate responsibility on the team's performance because they have the capacity and capability to set the team up, to choose the players, to build their staff. Mm. You know, if you got injuries all the time, it's very easy to blame the physio. Yeah, but he's your physio, mm. so ultimately the relate the, the 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 responsibility always falls with the person at the top. Yeah, b- because that person takes ultimate responsibility in all the decision-making process that happens underneath, you know? So again, I just think, you know, having context knowledge and, you know, you've got a goalkeeping coach who used to be a goalkeeper, who understands what it is to be a goalkeeper and to be coached by a goalkeeping coach. You know, you I, I can't have my physio. He might have, he might have, the pro license for a yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, I love, I'm just passionate about yeah, goalkeeper goal coaching. Yeah. I did all my certificates. You know, I'm very highly qualified, but I've never been in goals. I've never played yeah. a game. You know, I've never kicked a ball. I know who I'm going with. So when you're looking and building your team, 
what do you look for? What's some characteristics that you look for in some of these leaders? I think it's important just to get good people. Yeah. First and foremost. Right? We can talk about context knowledge. You can talk about content knowledge. You can talk about uh, uh, the ability because they're academically gifted. You can talk about their ability with people on the relationship side. They're such great people. But if if the character's not good, they're not a team player, all that stuff falls by the way. So behavioral competency is key. You, you need you just need to have a lot of you need to have a good level of soft skills. Yeah. What about the That's, same? Do you recruit people who think differently to you, or do they have to have the same vision as what you want, or do you, do you get challenged always, by these people? Well, it's always beneficial if the if if the vision aligns. I think that's key. But it's not my vision. Yeah. It needs to be like the club's, the club's vision. vision. You need Perfect. to be able, you know, you know, we've got certain parameters that we're plugging people into. Yep. You know, we don't want rogues coming in and trying to do the complete, you know, we're trying to bring in uh, <laughs> young players and, 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 and give them the opportunity to play so then they can go overseas. So we're not going to bring in a coach who just wants to bring in plus 30-year-olds. Yeah. Then then it's just not going to work. Right. So you got you need people... They don't have to perfectly align. You don't want groupthink to be part of, Agreed, yeah. of 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 the dynamic. And again, you can debate and have discussions on a range of things, as long as the respect is there, and decisions are made as a collective. You know, I'm I'm not someone who's like <laughs> I've got all the answers, yeah. boys. This is what we're doing, <laughs> girls. This is what you're doing. Um, I'm someone that's that'll say, you know, what do you think? Hmm. I've got my thoughts. I know what I want. Yeah, but hear everyone out. But you? let me let me let me listen because I understand that I've got a certain perspective on life through my experiences and everything. And your perspective will be different because your experiences and the outcome might not be the same. And you might have a really good point. I haven't even actually hasn't even crossed my mind. Yeah. And I want to get all that information. Well, it's the same what you mentioned before about Gilekovic in the your um, I guess perception of what a goalkeeper, what a good save is, exactly. is different I, to his. So I understand that I've got no idea. Yeah, correct. <laughs> well, I think it, I think it's a really important point is it, when you talk about you know hiring uh, the team around you or, or building that team around you, it's about getting other. Other lived experience is exactly what you're you're saying. Uh, Diversity works really well, but with a in, common goal, you need you need the common goal and agreed strategy on yeah. how to arrive there, yeah. and then you need the diverse views within that to yeah. challenge and push and pull, and eventually those diverse views will lead you to the best possible outcome. You might still achieve the outcome, but if it's through if if it's through group think and everyone just being yes, 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 all the way, you might get there. Yeah. But the outcome probably wouldn't be as good as well, it's not as robust. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You do a little bit of work in the charity world. You are an ambassador for Altogether, Altogether now. now. Can you explain the role that Altogether Now play in the community and what you're you're doing with those guys? Yeah, so Altogether Now is very small. Um Charitable organisation, um, you know, their, their, their motive operandi MO really is to eradicate racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been involved with them for a number of years now, well before 
racing came back Black to the Lives fore and, and all this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, it's basically to raise awareness. They've got a really good app where, where it's like, you know, be in the minority shoes for a day. So what's the app called? Um, I don't know. It's on my phone. We'll look it up. You're we'll on flight up. mode. So you might I'm on flight mode, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Can we make sure the app name's in the I show will. notes? Thank you. Um, and you're in you're in that person's uh, shoes for a day and you got options depending on the circumstances that arise. You know, you might have someone say something racist on the bus. You know, how do you react to that? And then... The idea is like Jesus, like it's meant to be eye-opening. Yeah, you know, like, wow, oh, wow! I didn't know that is yeah. what that person's day looks like. That's what they actually. Well, go this through. this comes back to the lived experience piece. That's right, that and you're it's talking and, yeah, about. and it's very hard to to for for, for certain people. Well, I'm your typical to, stereotype, ain't like from, I guess from a, a white male, middle-aged male, I mm. guess. So for me, it is. It is hard to live in someone else's you can't. shoes it's because impossible. it's. I've always been lucky, I guess, if that's the you right have, word. But I assume that there would have been a period where either your parents or grandparents, when they came, yeah, we probably suffered a little uh, bit of racism along uh, the way, uh, like my salami. Parent, what are you doing? Yeah, my <laughs> my mother came. Uh, my mother was born in Italy. My dad was born here. Uh, early, very, uh, his family just moved here and then he was born. But my, um, my mother had moved over here when she was four or five years old. And yeah, going into the schooling system, yeah. uh, received, uh, yeah, a lot was, was name called a lot. Yeah. I played a lot of cricket actually. Okay. And I was always the, I guess, the wog, the wog boy. boy who mm. played cricket. Um, so I have, I guess, experienced it, but not, not to, it's different it's, in the sense that when you look, different yeah that the judgment's yeah. automatic whereas if you look similar you, your judgment might not be to start speaking oh that person's got an accent yeah or whatever you know so it's it's it is different um and you know the 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 not that life's meant to be easy and everyone sings kumbaya no and, you I mean, know that's not the way it's gonna ever be but the 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 there needs to be a level of tolerance, yeah. I think, and the the difficulty is, is the judge the, the the judgment. You know, it's very hard for a kid who's grown up with racist parents or whatever, however they've come to be. It's very hard then to change that person's initial thoughts. Mm. They don't. They might not say anything. No, but the initial thought. Where it's like, oh, Chinese. That's what needs to, that's the challenge, really. And that has to be, it's generational. You know? it, it, Someone who's been raised for 40 years isn't going to be no, racist. So it's almost, you got to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but generational. But is that fair that then we've got to wait 80 years for these people to die out or whatever it is? I or? don't think so. I think the thing in society, I think what happens is it's, it's, it's a cycle, right? And this is why it hasn't gotten. It's improved, but it's 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 not it's it still rears its ugly head every yeah. so often is because it's not socially acceptable anymore. So it goes more underground. But then as soon as something flares up, straight it's, away it comes back. It, come, it's, yeah, it just it's, goes dormant. Yeah. It doesn't go away. And then there's it riots. It just goes dormant. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> it's like when COVID hit, oh, like everyone's phones was blown up with yeah. Chinese people. Yeah. 
Yeah. They eat bats. They eat this. <laughs> they're Chinese. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, oh, Chinese were we just we negative connotation. We all, Chinese. That, well, they negative. still kind of. Uh, you you saw. So that happened. Yeah. Then the George Floyd killing, and then it was like, ha, huh, black people. Like it just bang bang. Just yeah. Shift, and everyone stopped talking about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and now it's that that goes a bit more dormant, and then COVID comes back, and and you know that's. Num on the center stage, but it doesn't mean racism's gone away. No, people stop talking about it, but it only takes a little trigger and it's still there. So it just shows how much work still needs to be done. Well, you've come out and publicly said, I know you're on a TV show recently where you've come out and said that education is key. Mm. Is the app that this that altogether now provide, is that a really good start for that education? I think it's a very good start. Yeah. It's fantastic. You know, yeah. so it's a good start. I think school is, is also very important. Mm. Um, you know, in, in what respect the, do you think? Well, for schools? example, you talk about indigenous people, like I don't know, at your school, I didn't do much. On Indigenous, no. I just did the Dreamtime stories yeah, and stuff, like Rainbow yeah. Serpent. Yeah, there was obviously the Rainbow Serpent rabbit. and the Murray yeah, Collins. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 seriously. And then you hear about Stolen Generation. Yeah, might do that for a term. Yeah, in like year five or six. That's it. You know, and there's a I really good program that Port Adelaide Football Club are running uh, on the Aboriginal or Indigenous Australian awareness. I should say it, it's. Okay. Brilliant, really good, yeah. brilliant. Paul, Paul, do Paul I'm trying to get Paul Vandenberg. Actually, yeah. do you know Paul? Yeah, I know yeah. Paulie. So yeah. Paul and his team run that. They are they run a, a really fantastic program. And their multicultural programs yeah. are yeah. unreal. They are great. You know, but is a football club doing it? Yeah, I know, right? It's, exactly. <laughs> Can you see the gaps? Yeah, you know, exactly. So that's why I think education's a, a, a an important part. And I'm not no education minister i'm not some teacher i'm i'm the last person to talk to you about uh curriculums and yeah how to implement them and, and all the rest all i'd say is we need to do more so that australians all australian kids have a better understanding of our indigenous and Torres Strait islander people but also um um a better understanding of race how it works here yeah obviously in america it's 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 a similar but different beast, different histories. You know, um, all around the world, there's there's different sort of touch points. I think we can do an Australian specific one yeah. that's concentrating on that and touch on the global stuff. You know, um, and the global issues. But the the you know, obviously being an Australian Australian curriculum, you you want to concentrate on the indigenous people here. I, uh, I, I, it's an area that I guess I need a lot of education on too, but I, I'm really passionate about this area. I've got two young children that go to school. They're eight, almost that, almost nine and almost seven, so eight, eight and six, a couple of weeks away as well. Mm, same. Uh, so the, um, but I, I guess one thing that I really noticed when I sent through, sent them, they first went to school is that they didn't see Color. Like they've been brought up in a in a family that they don't you know, see color. They don't see yeah, color, right. and, and they don't see creed. They don't. They just see human being in mm. front of them, and it's so when you when you say education in the schools, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one for me because 
I guess all of a sudden my children, for example, would mm. be exposed to something that they didn't even know was a thing. Mm. And so it's a funny it's a funny line. What what I think what are they? Eight and six. Yeah. They'll get exposed. Like there is there no doubt, right? That's the way I don't know works. if you you know, it's not a it's not a it's not what like you're not going to discuss stolen generation to reception kids, no. you know, or year ones. No, um, that comes in time. Might be a high school thing. Mm. Right when they do start to see color and differences and movies and pop culture and yeah, all these true. sort of yeah. things start to come yeah. into play. <laughs> I don't think it's something you do in the early years. Um, like you said, because they're still so innocent. And yeah, everything's just you know fantastic. Yeah, and, so they're you know, in, in more the colored people. Like it's great. Yeah. Um, the higher, higher yeah, higher I think I think it's yeah, it's high school. Yeah, where they're a bit more sophisticated mentally. You know, yeah. they they can come from uh, wide-eyed, innocent sort of uh, uh, upbringing. You know, and and I think it's maybe it's a high school thing like i said i'm not i'm the last i'm not, yeah. I'm not I'm the last person to, yeah, it's <laughs> to talk about curriculum and the specifics of it but yeah i agree with you it's not something that you need to put in reception maybe in reception and year one you do the, the dream time stories yeah, and all the yeah. my stuff yeah and then you get to you know learn about world war Two and Agreed, yeah. you know what's happened with the indigenous all the more harder to absorb not so nice stories, uh, topics, yeah. and stories. Uh, They're ones years. that hit you smack in the face when you mm. actually know what went on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a. It's it is a something I do think the education system needs to look at. So if you're listening, um, yeah. <laughs> also, an ambassador for Roger Rashid Foundation, mm. Little Heroes. So where do you? <laughs> Little Heroes for those who don't listen is for child. Children who are cancer and cancer stuff, and yeah. who are seriously ill. Seriously ill. Amazing. Something that's I guess something really that's really close to my heart as well. Without delving into that, where do you find the time to? Mm. I could be home more. <laughs> that's uh, going back but to the family thing. I just how do you it, manage? Yeah, it I, all. Well, uh, <laughs> it's busy, yeah. but I like to be busy. You know, what's your calendar look get, like? Yeah, Is it's it? full on. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, I don't even know what's next. My calendar <laughs> is always <laughs> stacked. And people do you manage say, your own what? calendar? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And people say, you know, what are you doing next Tuesday? Or what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. Let me defer uh, to my calendar because yeah. it's all locked in. If yeah. it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. I, I, right? I, it's, I, it's I live full by on. that as well. Yeah. Um, but I get to work at about 6.30 in the morning. Um, wow. I start then. And then in the hope that I can get home by 6 p.m. Um, and it's not all Adelaide United, you know, because I have all these other roles and responsibilities um, that, that I've taken on board. And that's yeah. really because of my love for community. I just want to make specifically South Australia better. Yeah. Um, so I do take on all these roles. I, I do manage it quite um, carefully. So Roger Sheed Sports Foundation – Little Heroes Foundation isn't time, uh, doesn't take up a heap of my time. It doesn't. Um, you you just, know, I help fundraise. Yeah, okay, I'll yeah. go out um, and, and uh, you know, the Roger Sheet Sports Foundation in conjunction with councils, they build uh, sporting, I wouldn't call it a rent, but they build sporting uh, facilities. Uh, for disadvantaged kids who don't have access to 
club sport because mm. club sport generally can be quite expensive. Yeah. So in conjunction with councils, we'll raise money, um, you know, build a, a tennis court that incorporates basketball, might have a hitting wall where if you just buy yourself, you know, you can get a tennis ball and, and hit against the wall with the, the line there as a net. Um, you know, you can play soccer on those courts. You know, there's lines everywhere. So if you want to play netball, basketball, soccer, hockey, that's so good. tennis, it's 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 all it's all sort of there, and it'll just be at a park. Yeah, you know, that's um, I, there's a, I often think that you know you talk about Lionel Messi before Lionel mm. Messi before being the, you know a freak, right? So I always wonder if you if the next Messi is in a child that couldn't afford to play club sport probably but that and and the and the the difficulty here is that community sport here costs money and it's it's you know it's time consuming so you know if you're from a low socioeconomic background your parents probably working two jobs yeah they don't have time to take you to training blah blah in africa and south america which poorer countries you know messi's from argentina yeah um they just play yeah. Anywhere, everywhere, it's 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 fine. It's, it's Here, part of the culture. The days of playing on the road and playing in parks till the sun goes down, it's, it's not happening know. anymore because no. society's sort of changed Scared. and there's risks to yeah. yeah exactly to the kids. So um, of course there, there could be another uh, messy here. It's not about lack of equipment or you know the inability to play club sport it's just the inability to access sport full stop mm. um but yeah going back to what i was saying about the those foundations they're not heavily time consuming um there's, there's a few others that are a bit more time consuming but w- what i do is i start early generally um and finish relatively late but early <laughs> enough to get home some, some days of the week yeah I'm, some I'm, days of the week yeah, so oh, so because you travel, uh, a lot. you know, yeah, you got to travel on the weekends. Obviously, COVID's helped me stay home a lot more. A lot more yeah. um, but I was lucky, you know, as a player, I was home at one in the afternoon, generally, yeah. every day. You know, so I'd saw my kids grow from yeah. from when they were born till. So does your wife still wish you were a player? <laughs> you spent more yeah, time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we still have preseason camps yeah, and, and stuff like that, but. Um, I was definitely home more as a as a player, but I knew that, yeah. you know, and 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 she knows that. Um, her wish for me to get home earlier, which I do do on a few occasions. So Thursdays, I pick my son up from school and I take him to training. Yeah, and um, is he in playing football as well? Yeah, he yeah. plays soccer, so yeah. he plays football. So I take him to training and and we get there early and muck around. Yesterday I got home early. You just find the balance. Yeah. So depending on what my week looks like, I'll always make sure. There's some time for them. Always. Weekends, yeah. I just cut out exclusively for them, especially during COVID because yeah. I don't have to travel. So weekends, Saturday, Sunday, except this weekend, I've got a couple of things in the mornings on Saturday and Sunday. But that means next week, you know, I'll make sure Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm home early, you know. So that means yeah. I've got to get to work earlier. I'll do that because doing the school drop-off or getting home early enough to go to the park, they prefer me. I can ask them now. Yeah. They're old enough. Yeah, what do you want to do? Yeah. You want to take your school? You want dad to be home early so we can go to the park? I say, come home early, be in the park. And yeah. you're, you're no good to me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I find the balance. It's important yeah. to to have a balance. And 
you know, I'll do a few things, but I say no to most because I know that honestly, I won't be able to deliver yeah. what what they're asking. So, in amongst all that, you're on a few boards as well. Uh, I understand, but you're also a keen uh, venture capitalist in, investor in in areas as well. What brought that interest? Because you uh, you mentioned finance before, mm. really. Where did that love of, of, of investment, I guess, investment. In, I've always been interested in investing always since, you know, 2008, mm-hmm. probably when I bought my first sort of investment property. Um, I've always been fascinated. Like I grew up in a relatively affluent part of Sydney and I was always fascinated in high school just how well off some of these <laughs> people were. Like, you know, these guys have been in Australia for generations and generations. Yeah. Um, you know, my kids were the first generations of my family to be born here. But I don't know how well you know Sydney, but I'd go to house parties near Taronga Zoo and stuff and the houses there are ridiculous and I'd be in the kitchen. And as a teenager, you don't really understand the value of the place. But I'd be like, Jesus, this house is really nice. Man. Yeah, like, when you walk oh, into a house and it's got a staircase that goes two ways. Oh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then you'd, yeah. ask the, you'd ask the kid, like, so what do your parents do again? Yeah. <laughs> Because maybe that's something I should be yeah, doing, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's an interesting me, way of thinking, though. I mean, most kids would most kids just don't care. Yeah. Would don't care. But yeah, it, and then it occurred to me that you know it's not income in wages yeah. that are allowing these people to have this lifestyle. It's investment in capital. <laughs> it's the rich dad, poor dad. You know, uh, it's like. Yeah. Okay, so you had Commonwealth Bank shares and they were five bucks. Yeah. Well done. Now the dividend's about five bucks. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that perpetual growth and you didn't actually have to do any work. Yeah. No, you just took a punt. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you just put the money in. And yeah. Double, Look, a little bit of research goes into compound it. Compound interest it's not, and, yeah. okay, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Obviously, then I had no money. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, if I ever do get some money, maybe this is something I need to look at. So do you invest in startups and stuff as well or is it just yeah, in, in shares yeah, and so, property? So my brother's an investment banker. Yeah. So he works at Merrill Lynch in New York. Yeah, wow. Um, so he gives you a few so, tips. Well, he doesn't give me tips, but <laughs> he's keen on investing, yeah. that's for sure. Um, and Obviously, th- through our network and, and friendship group, there's a lot of bankers, there's a lot of private equity guys, yeah. there's a lot of startup guys, there's people in this field. Yeah. So, obviously, you always hear the good stories, yeah. right? There's a lot of bad yeah. stories. Don't don't get me wrong in yeah. there as well. You know, people always love to say, "Oh, you know, that was a ten bag. I made so much money," yeah. but they'll never tell you about all the money that no, they lost. That's right. our last ten exactly. times. So we always um. We always looked at investments, um, started like most Australians in property, safe, bricks and mortar, you can renovate it, recurring income, negative gearing, blah, blah, blah. doesn't take long to know all the ins and outs on f- property. Um, then it was equities, which I thought I could do really well and you know I was on all the analyst calls and all this sort of stuff and – I'd spend all this time, hours and hours a week. Um, how do I invest? Putting them through my own sort of filters and, and working it all out myself. And then, you know, it all goes through the family trust and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I'd get the statement at the end of the year and I'd be like, you made two grand. 
all this time and money and oh dear so uh, it quickly occurred to me that you know i'm an etf type of guy yeah. you know exchange shredded funds let it just sit there and, yeah. and do its thing and invest dollar cost average over time and blah 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 and then so we did that and then you keep looking further and further so and it's about diversification as well so startups come into it um my brother's one of his best mates dad's is has venture capital funds yeah they raise money then they buy into startups because we're not multi 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 millionaires to put all your eggs in one basket like you know you hear about yeah you know you're always hearing about you know Someone who invested in Facebook when it's uh, exactly when it started, like you, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you hear about these people and 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 Bitcoin know, and all that. Exactly, yeah. the average <laughs> Joe thinks like, oh yeah, I'll just put some money in X, and hopefully it does yeah. well. You know, we obviously got the self realization that you know what, if we just put money here and it doesn't do well, we're in problems. Yeah. <laughs> so a fund works well for us. Yeah. Um. So invest through through that. They update us quarterly. Um. You know, it's not something where you know, they're loss-making entities. Yeah, right? yeah, they're startups. Yeah, they need yeah. the cash and and all the rest. And you hope one does one, well, one does. knowing that you know nine will probably fall over. Yeah. You know, if 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 you get ten percent of winners, you're probably doing really really yeah. well. Actually, you yeah. know, you might get one percent of winners. Yeah. So that's why we but go with the like, funds. Like you said, it's the next Instagram or Facebook that you, and you potentially, yeah, right. And and again, that's only a small percentage of our of our investment portfolio yeah. because we, we're, like I said, we're yeah. not wealthy enough to to, to really, you know. So yeah, I, I'm you know I'm just and and you know we didn't come from money, but throughout the journey, you're always. For us, it was always about, wow, if you can actually invest in the capital assets, like your income then is not, you know, it's not about just, you know, I've got to earn all this money, put my kids in private school. It's like, you know what, we invested in some 10 years ago, private school's paid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? And I actually didn't have to do any work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for it. Well, you know? it's the it's research that. that you have done that probably most people have. Yeah, I get that, yeah. but like, you know, you got people, you know, my dad always used to say, my dad was a university professor. He'd always say, you know, the pen's lighter than the brick, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if you're academically smart, then, you know, your life will be easier if you choose it to be easier, you know, yeah. um, physically anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's sort of the investment sort of journey with us. Um, it's, it's, it's worked quite well. It's always something I've been interested in and, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, I invest in Facebook yeah, now, yeah. you know, but it works You've well. got a keen interest in it. Anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I am conscious of your time. We're uh, approaching a time where you need to go. So I want to ask you a quick few questions. Uh, I guess one thing that I'm really interested in is when you are, when you, when you feel overwhelmed, what are some, what are some of your techniques that you, or what, was, what do you do when you're overwhelmed? You know what? I'm never overwhelmed. You're never overwhelmed. And you know why? Maybe this is the technique. But I'm like, you know what? It always works out. It always works out. It always works itself out. If you've done nothing wrong. 
Yeah, you might get overwhelmed about like, oh dear, this house card is going to come crashing yeah, down on me now. If you, uh, but if you're honest and staff Transparent like, and integrity. You know what I mean? You're not going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, you just, don't get me wrong. There's some stressful days. I mean, standing down the planes was a horrendous day. Yeah. It wasn't overwhelming, but it was a lot of calls. It was a lot of distress on the line. Yeah. It was not easy. Probably the worst thing I've actually done in the role. Um, and you get a higher level of stress. You're like stressing for people. You're like, oh, this is not good. Then you get off that call and you're making the next one. You're like, oh, this is not going to be good either. Um, so, so it is stressful, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah. I don't believe that. I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm 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 unique in the sense that I'm never feel overwhelmed. I I am unique because I know a lot of people that that are like, oh, how do you deal with this stuff? Well, you've so been on the pitch in front of th- tens of thousands. That's of true. People, that helps. So you've uh, you've had the pressure. You've been in the pressure cooker yeah. a few times. I don't know. I've never felt overwhelmed yet. Maybe I'm not at. You know, maybe from Alan Joyce, yeah. and I'm standing <laughs> yeah. down twenty thousand people, yeah. and I'm you know yeah, parking a- planes in the desert, and borders are shut, and you know then maybe I'll that's, feel overwhelmed. I don't uh, think I'm in a high a enough uh, position to feel overwhelmed yet. Don't doubt yourself though, mate. We're, um, as a high achiever, I guess you are your biggest critic too. What's a, what's a, what's a gap that you feel that you... Mm, I'm not as empathetic as I probably could be, mm. definitely. Because you know what? I, I, just my perspective on things, I'm like, if you're in Australia, nothing is that bad. Yeah. You're, you're, so guys, I, I heard a statistic, you something... I, I, and I don't know, and I can't attribute this to anything, but someone said that if you're in Australia, you're only 98% successful. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's a statistic. I don't yeah, know I don't. Statistic, but like, like, maybe it was guys, a throwaway line, but it makes know, sense. <laughs> You've got all the opportunity in the world. I always think like, you know what? Like, something bad's happened, but it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> have you been to Indonesia? Yeah. Have you, you if you're disabled in Indonesia, you're in trouble. You're in real trouble. Mm. If you're disabled in Cote d'Ivoire at Ivory Coast, you're in real trouble. Yeah. If you're disabled here, of course, it's well, it's, it's 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 not the same as being able-bodied. But you know what? The the school will build a ramp for you. Yeah. That's you know, <laughs> they'll make sure there's an elevator. Like it's not that bad. If 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 you've whatever the circumstances are, you know. There's, there's someone a safety net. Yeah, right. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of help. So empathy wise, that's the gap. Yeah. Whereas I, my wife will always say like, I'm not empathetic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and I'm like I am, but I've just got a you've got a broader view. Yeah, a greater so, lived experience. And I that's guess why it comes I, I never feel like I always feel really lucky. Yeah. I I personally always feel. Super lucky. Well, what is one thing that you're most proud of then? Probably my kids. Yeah. I know they're only five and almost four, but it I, isn't I really ch- think they'll achieve a lot. Yeah, I agree. You know? oh, I'm we- not one of those dads that's like, oh, you've got to be the next body president of, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying like they've got a really good so far. Foundation. And it's important incumbent on myself and my wife obviously to to continue fostering this. But they got a will to win. They got a will to work hard. They're really kind. You know, they're they're, they're, they're just good humans. Yeah. And 
I know when they're 13 and 14, they can rebel and it can turn, they can become gremlins and all this sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that if I keep on top of this parenting thing, yeah, um, and that's why it's so important to be present, right? Yeah, you know, that's why I try to balance the week. You know, it's number one is the family. Um, I really think they, they'll, they'll, they've got a bright future ahead. I do, I do like the idea of them getting in a little bit of trouble though, just to uh, they will. sort of touch the boundary. Uh, yeah. They will, but they know they're in trouble. That's right. That's yeah. all I care about. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's yeah. like you're in trouble. Like yeah. My daughter came home. My daughter came home uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we got an email from the teacher. She went to Ooh, the to- yeah. she went to the toilet and um, and she was in the in there for too long with one of her friends and they were turning on all the taps running around splashing water Little everywhere. And, yeah and i think you know for me she came home crying she knew she was that's she, it that's all you need she thought she was uh, going to get into in real trouble. trouble but for me it was i had a bit of a chuckle but i did you know say look that's is that the right thing someone's got to clean that up now yeah. and, you know so we we taught her, the discipline taught her a lesson yeah discipline. and she won't do it again mm. but uh i'm not going to you know, smash no, not a demon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. So I things. like that though because it's curious for me. Yeah. All, all kids are sort of scientists in their own right. They're exactly. curious. They want to explore. They want to try different things. I think we need to, as parents, we need to let them do that. And they express themselves in different ways. They do. That's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty funny when they come home and do that. <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap up now. We're we're at that time. We're almost going to go. I just want to ask quick. A few quick okay, fire questions fire. just to uh, yep. round it off and finish up the uh, – what is something absurd that you love doing? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing really. Nothing really. You're a pretty normal guy. I'm relatively boring in that sense. Oh, yeah. I'm not like the guy that's like skateboarding through the car park or something <laughs> random after hours. No, I'm not. No. Nah. No. Nah. Nothing absurd at all. Absurd, no. Did you have a closet nerd? Like, are you a closet nerd? You, what would you geek out about? Is there a, you know, you know, a Star Wars fan or is no, it, uh, nothing like no, that? No, 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 no. I don't have time for any of that no. stuff. It's just I'm very, on the straight and narrow. Uh, yeah, I'm very straight up and down. So you're pretty nothing. boring, is that? <laughs> no, yeah. <please. laughs> I like having fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm very conventional. couple of scotches. I'm very the, conventional. Yeah, yeah, I'm very good. individual. What is a book, TED Talk, development program, whatever it is, what is something that you have recommended most to those who want to improve themselves? Mm. There is a talk, I don't know, is it Simon Sinek? Simon Sinek, start with why. He does a few talks. He does, he does some really good ones. Yeah. But besides that, I've, look, I've listened to some good TED Talks and stuff, but... Is there Simon's, anything that you... If, if you mentor someone, is there anything, you know what, you should go and listen to this or you should go nah, and read that book? Nothing. No. Nah. You offer the advice yourself? There's some good, really... There's some really good uh, Navy SEAL books. Yeah. And some really good Navy SEAL speeches. I'd mind Navy SEALs. Yeah. Just... Jocko Willink is one. If, if you haven't no, got onto really Jocko no. yet, yeah, I'd recommend you'd yeah. love, you'll love Jocko. Those Willink. Navy SEALs, man, they yeah. impressed me so much. Yeah. Like I, I bought my son a Navy SEAL T-shirt. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I've never wanted to be a Navy SEAL. But uh, it's, like, I'm so uh, uh, appreciative of the ability 
of those human beings. Yeah. Even just to qualify. Well, there's the <laughs> torment that they put themselves through. Because I could never do it. No. Same like nurses. No. Like yeah. I'm so impressed with what the work that nurses do because I'm like, I could never do that. No, the hours no, that they do. It's really yeah. impressive, you know, what they deal with, the hours they put in. The people that they deal with. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty astounding. Yeah. yeah. If you had a time machine or had mm. access to a time machine, it could go anywhere, future, past, wherever, where would you? Future. Future? 100%. 100 years. To see forward. what? 100 well, years? Was, you wouldn't go 1,000? Yeah, I'd go 10,000. <laughs> yeah. you know, the planet might be a well, million degrees yeah, by go then. You go anywhere, yeah, yeah. You have a time machine, right? But, um, <laughs> you know, it might be living on Mars by then. But, yeah. Um, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, what Definitely happens in the future? after we go? What happens next? What yeah. happens now? You know? I'm a Interstellar bit, is my favorite movie. Of all yeah, time. it's a ripper. It is a ripper. Yeah. I'm a bit bummed that I'm not going to see, like, as you think about, you know, Elon Musk and where he wants to go with Mars and and, and colonizing the universe mm. and all that sort of stuff. And you just think, oh, we're probably going to miss out on that. We'll definitely miss out. Yeah. On that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested to see how the world looks in ten thousand years. It would be very interesting. If you had one superhero power to choose from, what would it be? Superhero power. Um, I always thought it'd be cool to fly, read other people's minds. That's probably not a good <laughs> no, idea. It's hard enough reading your own. No, no, no. It's probably good to. <laughs> I'll keep it simple. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be a good ability to be able to fly. It would be pretty good. Yeah. If there was superhero power, you could help people. That'd be pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon super smarts would be good. Would it be? Well, then, because you could just learn how to fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you'd uh, learn very quickly you'd, that physics denies you. Work that way. Yeah. Well, you could, there's some, I'm sure you could design something. Maybe. <laughs> and last one, because you said you didn't have a dad joke, unless oh, you've thought of one. No, 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 I'll, no. I'll, have, I'll throw a different one in there then. If you could put a message on a billboard mm. uh, in the middle of New York, mm. Madison Square Garden's there, what, what would you... What would, what would you I say? say? What would you say? What would it say? Be kind, be good. Be kind, be good. Brilliant. Be your best self. Yeah. yeah. If everyone did that, we'd have no problems. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is it's, people don't do that. Yeah, so. it's a it's a tough one. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of people who think that the the center of that their own universe, I guess, and it comes back to the perspective or does. lack thereof or experience, like you said. So. Bruce, it's been absolutely amazing having you on. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a brilliant chat. Where where can we find you? What like a LinkedIn is? Yeah, are you, are you easily contactable? Do you want to not be contacted? You said you mentioned a lot of before, people contact me. <laughs> you mentioned before your uh, your phone went ding 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 Big all, old all, time, all, yeah. all day long. Look, um, I'm on LinkedIn, obviously. Yeah, I'm we'll on, catch you on the media. Either yeah, way. Twitter, Instagram. I'm quite conventional again. There's yeah. no craziness going on in my yeah. social media platforms. But what I'm not on is Facebook. I haven't been on that for a long time. But um, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at the Beautiful. club. Beautiful. <laughs> well Club's easy to find. Yeah, easy yeah. done. Beautiful. Thanks for me Thank on. you very much. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you once again for joining us here at Creating Synergy. It's been great spending this time with you. Please jump on to the Synergy IQ Facebook and LinkedIn page where the discussion continues after the show. Join our mailing list so you'll know what's happening next at synergyiq.com.au.
And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you really enjoyed it, please share it with your friends.